4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh, locally sourced media. In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine, the cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer Nick as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes Jelly for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the Moon Tribe Tarot YouTube page. Are you more of a video gamer? Well, 4041 Media is home to a number of different Twitch streamers. Check out Mr. Bojangles1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo508 is all about low-key game streaming. And Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guest and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media. Fresh locally sourced media on today's show it is episode 100 yes after five years we finally made it to episode 100 of the podcast and to celebrate we are reviewing the disney plus series the falcon and winter soldier with special guest joe amaral joe appeared on both episode one of the podcast and is now on episode 100. So join us, will you, as we not only review The Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also preview all upcoming MCU properties on Free Your Geek. By the power of And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. With me is KB. KB, say hello. Hello. Thank you. I was going to say it's an audio podcast, too, so you can't just wave at the camera. And it's our 100th show. It is show number 100. So we had to bring on a special guest. <laughs> He you didn't tell our, me this. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. on our first show. Man. He was nice. on our original first show that we launched when we started doing the Free Your Geek podcast. So we had to bring him back to episode 100. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joe Amaral. Joe, thank you. Thank show. you. Thank you for uh, letting me come on. It's been so long since I've had a microphone in front of me just to just talk nonsense with you. Well, I. So, I I love that. And you, you can see the painting in the background. So even though Joe hasn't done this for a while, he just wants to remind you that he can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very up to date with my Marvel stuff. So okay, and that's, those... that's, one, that's one thing I stay up to date with. I slack in every other sense of my life, but well, I was going to just Marvel those... is always 
I'm always oh, on top of stuff. It's always there. And and so those those that aren't watching the video right now, Joe has a painting of Captain America behind him, which is why I made that reference. And mm-hmm. speaking of Captain America, let's talk about what's going on at Disney Plus. So Disney Plus just ended its first season. Hopefully there's going to be a second season of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, we've already seen WandaVision. Joe, I know you and I kind of talked offline about WandaVision, mm-hmm. but uh just gut gut feelings now that it's been over for a couple of uh, couple of weeks. What were your thoughts on the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, totally different from WandaVision. First of all, it was it was all action. It was kind of like a I wouldn't say buddy comedy, but it it was kind of there was they they had their little bits of comedy Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it was all action, and that's what I loved about it. Um, and it was nice considering. WandaVision, it was action, but it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a mind messed with your head a little. So I personally kind of love that it switched gears from kind of the, the mind games to just pure action and kind of st- a straightforward Marvel movie, uh, television show. And then back to mind games with Loki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'm fine with because it's Loki. <laughs> uh, and we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, to, to your point, Joe, I want to talk about the fact that every episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier had a good like 10 minute action sequence in it for the most part. Even that first initial episode with Sam flying through like, you know, the the, uh, the gorge and is that what they call it? You know, all the mountains and stuff. And he's chasing all those. He's trying to ex- tr- the, the villains are trying to expedite uh, this one particular guy. And and just to see Sam kind of like handle that and just to let you know it's totally different from wandavision right off the bat i enjoyed wandavision i i and i don't want to get crucified or, or, or raked across the coals for this i actually thought wandavision told a better story than the falcon and winter soldier but i think the falcon and winter soldier was more of the typical marvel was like more of a satisfying series yeah. if you will you were you felt like you were watching an mcu movie at times right oh god yeah yep you know and, and it, that, that's where we hadn't seen you know, seen that. And I have a feeling we'll see more of that feeling with Hawkeye when they get to that. Well, yeah. So that's, that's also coming up. They just wrapped up filming with that, but uh, I want to go back to Joe real quick from your thoughts. Um, Who do you think had the better storyline? I mean, you know, spoilers, I should say, if we haven't, if you haven't watched it yet, we're going to spoil the series here, but uh, essentially both Falcon and winter soldier or Sam and Bucky kind of had their own, little story arcs you know uh sam kind of just dealing with the fact that steve gave him that shield what it means to him and then mm-hmm. uh, bucky just coming to, ter- to terms with everything he's done as the winter soldier and trying to put that past behind him it's almost like a yin and a yang if you will where sam isn't necessarily accepting the new role that steve gave him as the new captain america carry the shield where bucky's trying to let go of his past while sam is trying to embrace the future and it's kind of like uh, you know they're separating there where it's two different characters going in their own paths but it works as yeah. kind of like that push pull i mean who do you i i, I know we i think we I, I, I real quick i think we talked about on episode number one just to go back i think it was the civil war episode and i mm-hmm. asked you if you were team iron man or team <laughs> was way back so i have to i have to go back now and say oh who did you who did you relate more to the sam storyline or the bucky storyline or did it not did it not matter to you and you just you were there for the ride or uh, i have always loved bucky's story i like that like just the fact that he he killed tony stark's parents is intriguing enough like he goes that far back where or even before that he's been he's been alive for what 90 something years or a hundred something years at this point. And I, I kind of like his struggle that they brought out. Like he had a list of people like that. Um, the, the Asian guy, he was hanging out with every day because he felt guilty about killing his son years prior. Um, I just, I kind of like that they added it in there and I like that they, uh, you know, they put, they sent him to the shrink's office, like, it's still like, even though everybody saved the world in Endgame, like he still has his issues like that date, like far uh, prior to Endgame or Infinity War. Like this guy's been around longer than anyone, especially since now Cap is gone. Well, he even mentioned in this series, I believe he said to um, the therapist that, you know, he had a little bit of a brief break in Wakanda as the White Wolf. 
But ever since then, it's just been one war and one fight to another, to another, to another. And he's never had a chance just to like stop and breathe, except for that little uh, reprise in, uh, in Wakanda when he got a chance to kind of just like live in a tent and off the land and just, you know, go fishing or whatever he did every day. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's kind of interesting in that, that concept. So KB, I'll say the same to you. Did you kind of relate to one one character more than the other or no i was just there for the ride dude i'll, I'll flat out say it i was just there for the ride i i i, I love the action part i love the u.s agent part I, mm-hmm. I there's just so much to just really really love and that that scene that perfect scene and you and i talked about this jay free at the the mid-season was you know that scene where bucky and and sam are in the you know they're getting the therapy session together like that scene was just epic to me. Yeah. I don't know. There's well, you can, about it. you can like the, the, the animosity between the yeah. two are, are, is, is palpable. So even you saw that, I believe it was in civil war where they were sitting in the, the, was it the VW bug where, yeah. and then mm-hmm. they, they, they did a callback to that. Seat? Yeah. They did a callback <laughs> to that uh, in Falcon and winter soldier, which I thought was really, really cool. I also like, so KB, you might be a little bit more familiar with the comics than I am. And I, I believe uh, Joe is more in tune to the MCU, but even uh, Isaiah Bradley, when they introduced him, because they oh, that was cool. a lot of um, they introduced a lot of like real mm-hmm. world current topics. Not that I want to get crazy political, but, you know, you know, an African-American Captain America, you know, uh, I don't want to say police brutality, but just like the animosity from, you know, the black community, you know, with the cops, even when they went to go visit uh, Isaiah and the cop showed up and they turned to Bucky and they looked at it said to Sam, is this guy bothering you? Like pointing at Sam, is this guy bothering you? And the cop had his hand on the gun. I was just like, okay, so, you know, it's, it's a little, they went racial with it. for yeah, sure. It's, it's a little heavy handed with like some of the stuff, but I also think that it's kind of a reflection. They, they made this series in the times that we're living in now, which is very, very interesting. But even the fact that they brought in Isaiah Bradley. So KB, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with him not not all that and, and joe i know you do like some deep dive sometimes when you see like a new character you i like didn't know he, he existed i had no idea so i believe and correct me if i'm wrong listeners that in the comic books he's kind of like an urban legend among all the other black superheroes like he was a black super soldier that no one else knows existed and he's kind of like the urban living legend for like luke cage and you know a couple of other black superheroes which I think is actually kind of cool. And I'm glad they did a like a little nod to that in the Falcon and winter soldier. And that kind of answers the question, like how do you have other super soldiers running around, you know? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. I, I like the in, uh, introduction of Isaiah Bradley. Let's talk about, let's talk about villains. If, even if you want to consider the villain, do you consider John Walker a villain or is he just a, you know, wish version of captain America? Is he a wish version of Steve Rogers? What are your thoughts on that, Joe? I, th- I think the uh, the serum, just like I'm going to go back to Professor or Dr. Erskine, where he like he said that you had to be a certain kind of person in order to take the serum because it messes with your head. Like everything's amplified. I, I do think there was that edge to him that once he took the serum, I feel like it made him even worse. I think it made him more aggressive, especially since his friend had had died also. So um, Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good bad guy, but but I, consider, I, I still wouldn't, him a wouldn't bad give. Guy. I still wouldn't consider him a hundred percent a bad guy. He was a bad guy in the series, kind of, but even even at the end of it, they didn't end it with "Hey, this is this is the villain." Um, no, so just, he, I'm sorry. Let's say they just ended it with your U.S. agent, right? Like, yeah, which which is pretty cool. It kind of is just a big question mark. Yeah, like where's it gonna go? Yep. Are they, are they going to go Thunderbolts? Are they going to go West Coast Avengers where they're going to make their own version and they're going to have either Hawkeye or Kate Bishop lead that? I know they're going to be doing a Young Avengers movie mm-hmm. or series with, you know, a couple of different people. So that's kind of interesting, um, which I believe, and, and this would be kind of cool. Um, KB, do you read the Young Avengers? Because I'm not as familiar I with it. I haven't read it in a while, so but I'm not. There's the, uh, what is it? The, is it the, uh, what's the kid's name? The, the, the Steve Rogers version. Is it Patriot or something? I can't remember his his name. But yeah, I was I think, wondering if I think use... it's some. Yeah, I think it's Patriot. I think oh, it's just like just Patriot. Or, or I, I can't remember. And I, listeners, correct I me if is. I'm wrong. But um, the the cool thing with that is like that was uh, Isaiah's grandson that uh, Sam kept visiting, right? Hmm. Initially, what if he through 
you know, genetics got part of that super soldier serum and he becomes that young Avenger where, so Joe, I don't know if you're familiar, but from WandaVision, we have Wanda's two kids, Kate Bishop, who's going to be, um, Haley Steinfeld is playing her in the new Hawkeye series. Basically it's a young version of the Avengers. And it's like, you have your own, you know, mini. I was a little confused by that. Cause wasn't that just a figment of her imagination, these kids. So, so we'll, we'll get into that. So spoilers <laughs> for WandaVision real quick in the series. Yes. Initially, I believe they both start off as like, she creates them with her powers and they get removed uh, at some point in the comic books. They, they disintegrate or get destroyed, whatever come to find out that their souls and those bodies that she made up were two slivers of, I believe, five of Mephisto's soul. So when those imaginary children got wiped out that she created with her powers, their souls then traveled into two newborn children that are being born at that time. And they- This is getting a little deep, Jeff. It's Well, that's what I'm saying. So (laughs) there's a chance we're going to see them again in the Young Avengers. And I'm curious if they're going to go that route as well. But I want to point out, it's it's interesting you say that with as far as, you know, going back to the original Captain America with uh, John Walker, they asked him, uh, I think Sam or Bucky asked him if he ever dove on a grenade. And he said three times. He said yeah. three times. So he also, it, it's its kind of, again, not to get too political, it's kind of interesting because there was a scene, I believe it was like in the middle, like probably episode three, four or five, somewhere in the middle. It's when, uh, actually it's probably five when he gets the mantle removed of Captain America, where he's talking to the Senator and, a, and like whatever that hearing is. And he's basically telling them, you did this to me. You brought me into this world. I did. I followed all my orders without ever questioning. And it's just kind of interesting where like, you know, you could say like how the world's changed. And I believe even John and Lamar had a conversation in one of the earlier episodes about all the things he had to do when he was a soldier that weren't necessarily like thought about as reputable or honorable or whatnot. So it's like, yeah, he's an honorable soldier in the eyes of everybody else, but the things he had to do that he never necessarily spoke about maybe they were they he had to do horrific things and so it's yep. kind of like that catch 22 um and then i want to switch over and i'll start with kb this time your thoughts on uh the flag smashers mm. yeah they were there they served their purpose and you know i i bunch of teenagers running around with as super soldiers you know yeah, I, I, I agreed i wasn't overly like you know there was nothing overly thrilling about their story i don't even remember the girl's name um, was it Carrie, Kyrie, something? I think like it that. was Carrie. You know, there was a little, there was a good dynamic, a little bit between her. Ca- and- it's Carly. Carly, Carly, thank you. See, this is why we have to have Joe on. Joe knows <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Well, I was so, think it definitely wasn't Carly, Kylie. Yeah, it was Carly. But you know, there was there was good. Uh, you know, there's some good dialogue with her and Sam that I thought was interesting. Um, you know, th- they had some really deep conversations and him trying to pull her over, and because you could see that what she was fighting for, but the way she was going about it wasn't. You know, but that's okay. I mean, besides the, the foot race with Steve Rogers, that's where we first really meet the character of Sam is when he's doing all that like yeah. counseling and whatnot. So he knows how to get through to certain people. He can, he can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, mesh with a person kind of, you know, parallel with them and understand and empathize. Let, let, let's remember something too. This, these characters were both introduced in winter soldier, right? Like Sam yeah. and Bucky, right? And well, well, Sam, well Bucky, Bucky, Bucky was introduced in the first Captain America, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier yeah. as the Winter Soldier, right, right. And what what was Sam doing back then when when he opened in 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 uh, Winter Soldier? He was counseling, right. So right. it was so, nice to circle back to his original story that we were seeing to get that deeper look at him again because he's one of those characters that you got to remember, you know, through the course of the MCU, is so overshadowed by everybody else that. It's just nice to get these pieces now of some of these characters that, you know, they got so overshadowed by Cap and Hulk and Widow and, yeah, you know what I mean? The, the big players. The yeah. big players. So now it's like, oh, we get to see these people. Monica Rambeau. Like, like think about that. Captain Marvel movie, she was a kid. Now we get to see her as an adult. Right. And WandaVision, getting powers, where's that going, right? Like, well, like, we, that's, we know so where that's going. <laughs> but, there's, but there's so many pieces now. To, in so many interesting parts of this that you know they're diving deeper into those secondary characters in making something out of them and right. that to me is fantastic and that's really good that's what's going to keep the train rolling you know what i mean that's no. what's going to keep this this thing rolling and how people respond to those characters because they're not as well known 
Right. Well, let's get, we'll get into that in a second because I want to uh, just go to a couple articles oh, real quick and just get your one, thoughts. One quick thing, John Walker, vigilante version of Captain America. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Basically. Pretty yep. much. Charles Bronson in a Captain America suit. So <laughs> I want to, I want to pull this up real quick. Um, and so I want to uh, just a couple of different things that I pulled up from superhero hype. Uh, Kevin Feige shot down a Spider-Man cameo in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it, wow. uh, yeah, it says throughout its six season, uh, six episode run, rather, the Falcon and Winter Soldier featured a few surprise appearances from the MCU veterans, including Don Cheadle's uh, Jim Rhodes, Rhodey, and Florence uh, as AO. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. You know, they, they're, they're pulling back from Wakanda. Uh, but yeah. if the showrunners, uh, but if showrunner Malcolm Spellman had his way, the show would have also invited one of Marvel's A-listers to make an appearance. Unfortunately, Kevin Feige shut down the idea. While he was speaking uh, to Inverse, Spellman claimed that there were discussions to bring Spider-Man into the role. Um, so he basically said, of course. But then Kevin Feige tells you, no, stop it. Listen, Interesting. When, you, when you first show up to these projects, in your mind, you think you're going to get to use everybody in the MCU. Mm -hmm. But Marvel always asks, does this per person belong to this story? You cannot just geek out and pull all of those characters into it, your project because you're That's a great them. point. Yeah. It, well... well I, I was going to say it is, it is a great point because there's an article out there too, that I saw recently about WandaVision. I'm going to go and to that how, one next. Yep. So, so I won't spoil it then. I won't spoil it. But then. I want to, I want to just kind of make this point real quick. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think based on the story they're trying to tell, it makes sense to have Rhodey in there because mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. lost Tony Stark and Bucky is now you know kind of losing lost steve and steve is gone from sam so steve's two best friends one from his past and one from his present are both dealing with you know steve losing the mantle or passing the mantle of captain america there is no more captain america per se and then to like introduce Rhodes because road roadie's kind of going through the same thing he's a military man and it just bridges that connection because they both are going through loss as roadie's already gone through losing yep. his best friend in tony stark Spider-Man, where I think it would be fun because he, you know, in Civil War, he basically fought the two of them uh, in that hang uh, airplane hangar scene. I just think it would have it would have been more. It would have. He's not. He's not really attached to them. Right. Per se. He's a Tony Stark. Him and Tony Stark. Correct. Kind of and that's yep. why Tony played a big part in the Spider-Man Far From Home story. But yeah, I think like Spider-Man brings a lot of levity and joking, and it's a lot of like more of a happy go lucky feeling so to speak and i think that you try to avoid that in uh falcon and winter soldier but just to kind of tack on to what kb was talking about uh kevin feige also confirmed that dr strange was written out of wandavision so feige revealed that, that, that would have been a nice cameo though not well, not the whole not the whole season but like if he was at right at the end i thought that would have been perfect and i i expected that well, he, uh, Wanda's going to be in the uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, but what uh, they, I guess they alluded to was all those weird commercials that were airing in between the WandaVision, uh, you know, like they have like the, yeah. know, the the toaster commercial or the bath salt or whatever. That was Doctor Strange intervening, trying to get her, pull her from her thing. Is they that said, the rumor? That's, that's how they wrote it. And then they really? just said, yeah, we're not going to bring in uh, Doctor Strange for that. So they, uh, had, they had him signed up and everything. He yeah. was all... Yeah. Cumberbatch was already signed up, ready to go, and Feige pulled it last minute. Yeah. They could have thrown him in a post-credit scene. They didn't even need him in the actual series, you know? Well, yeah, to lead into uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, which is going to have Wanda in it, which is going to be yeah. the multiverse of madness. So I'm curious to see where that's going. Kind of like the Thor, like when Thor met up with Doctor Strange in that post-credit scene. I think it, something like that would have been cool. Where Thor is going, he's looking for his father, and he goes through Doctor Strange first. Something like that. Uh, I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna say the the line of thinking that Feige probably had was even that one scene might be enough to overshadow the story. Yeah, true. You're right. You know what I mean? That maybe that was his thought. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a powerful character to just throw yeah. in there. But Joe, I'm so glad you said that because speaking of Thor, uh, Taika Waititi calls Thor: Love and Thunder the best Marvel film ever. Uh, that's a that's a bold statement. Yeah, so uh, he was discussing he was discussing. <laughs> yep, Taika Waititi was discussing the sequel's progress during a recent appearance on Australia's Weekend Today, 
And with just over a year to go before it get, gets released, he promised that fans won't be disappointed. He said, we've got four weeks left. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It might be the best Marvel film ever. Because, you know, Thor, <laughs> Thor is a funny guy. He's a good friend, and he's also someone that you just want to hang out with all the time. And I think that's all you really want from a superhero or main character in your movie. So just thoughts on that. Uh the Jane Forster version version of Thor, that's a Jason Aaron source material, which is so, very, very good. I guess that's going to be my question is like, so if, if Mjolnir is destroyed, how is she going to be Thor? I don't know how it's going to circle back I mean, around. I'm gonna put, I wish I had sound but effects. But, you know, the, <laughs> the interesting part of the comic book storyline for the Jane Forster version of Thor is that when she holds the hammer, she it gives her cancer. Really? And it's slowly killing her. Jesus, that's dark. Yeah, that's crazy. So though, like, what, that way or not, what happens um, in those comics? Sometimes it's like, well, so my, extreme. Joe, Joe, yeah. just just because of that, though, from, from your, you know, saying it's dark. I don't think Taika Waititi is going to do. Look but at I, how callously <laughs> he just destroyed Asgard with, yeah. you know, Korg's being like, oh, as long as the foundation holds, it's going to be. And then it blows like it's so <laughs> undercut. Yeah, even it's, yeah, Th Th Thor Ragnarok, I, I thought was a great movie, but. There were parts of it where I was like, you could tell it was Taika Waititi because he he just would rush through one particular aspect of the movie. Overall, I loved it, but I, I think there's certain things that I don't like that Taika does in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Thor, uh, what is it, Love and Thunder? And we got we got KB. You mentioned uh, we wanted to talk about some of the upcoming films. Let's uh, let's get into it. What do you what do you? Uh... Um, but before we do, can... yeah, yeah. What is your take on what do you think the Guardians will be in a lot of that movie or not a lot of it? I think maybe the first third, if I were to guess, I'd gotcha. say like, you know, that you'd, they'd probably just acclimate like the audience to like where what they're doing now, because the next Guardians, I think, is like not till and I, I don't have the, the run sheet, but I think it's like either 2023 or 2024. So gotcha. um, like I think they're, they're going to basically do that just to kind of like maybe set the stage to what's happening with them, because at the end of at the end of Endgame, Star-Lord is looking for Gamora. So Gamora took off somewhere, you know, and it's Gamora from mm -hmm. the past. So she doesn't have the, the whole history with the Guardians. So I think they're going to be looking for her. And I think that's going to be the plot of the third Guardians movie and probably have to deal with uh, Adam, which was alluded to in the mm -hmm. sequel, Guardians Volume 2. So I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see Thor, like, riding around with the Guardians, just kind of getting accustomed to them. And then, like, something's going to happen and they leave him to do his thing and they take off. They might show up at the end, do like a captain Marvel, like saving grace type thing. I don't know. I'm only speculating, but yeah, you know, I think, I think just to keep the characters fresh in the mind, I think uh, that's, what's going to be needed. They're dropping far off somewhere. Right. But I think, yeah, I think it's where got, we, that's gotta be something like where that. We, where we leave Thor at the end of end game, you know, obviously he's been very depressed. He's, he's, you know, uh, the dude, so to speak, you know, he's a uh, big Lebowski. He's, uh, you know, fat Thor or whatever you want to call him, bro Thor. And it's just like, so I don't know how they're going to get, I, unless they're going to just kind of like hand wipe it and just be like, oh yeah, he lost all this weight. He's back to normal. Great. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> he probably. did it in, in the set photos. He looks ripped again. So yeah. So does it know. somehow. Maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe they're going to kind of allude to it with him helping them look for Gamora. And then something else draws him out where he's going to go deal with Jane and uh, Valkyrie or something else. And then he comes back or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's a lot that he can do with that. Um, well, I, I think what we'll see is new Asgard somehow fall into play. On yeah. Earth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Jane goes there somehow or for some reason, and then Thor has to go there or something like that. I think that's yeah. where it's going to, Natalie Portman coming back is exciting too. I, Right. I, I'm more, I'm more excited to see Sif come back to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about yeah, that. that that'll be cool too. Cause the other warriors three were just like made like jokes by Hella. Just like she just yeah. slaughtered them without a second well, thought. Dude. That's another thing I hated about Taika Watiti doing. He just killed off all of Thor's friends, like in one scene, <laughs> right. except for lady Sif. Of course. And right. Thor never shed a tear. Well, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. We didn't see that. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like he still you know, must have heard about it, right? No. Again, how much how much time did he really have to like? Again, if you think about it, uh, Hela showed up, went to Asgard. Thor got uh, what was the the planet he was on? Uh, 
whatever with Jeff Goldblum, uh, the Grandmaster. Oh, right? uh, Sakar? No, Sakar, Sakar, Sakar. Yeah, yeah. So he's stuck on Sakar, and you know he gets free from there. Finally, gets back home, defeats Hela. Asgard explodes. Then he gets, uh, you know, ambushed by Thanos. It's like he doesn't really have time to grieve. You know, maybe. You know, he, I thought about that one day. That, <laughs> that like, sequence of events, he pretty much had zero sleep right? this entire time. Like they, they took off from a destroyed Asgard in that, in the uh, Jeff Goldblum ship, that huge ship. And he really gets no rest after that. All I thought of was Thor's process in this was like, it was just one continuous story for Thor. Well, like he, about, he never had about, time to just chill. I was going to say, speaking of that, Joe, you think about like Thanos boarded him. Right. And they killed him all. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right after that. Yeah. That's so, a lot to deal with. He <laughs> lost his, he lost his crew. He lost his best friend. He lost his brother. You know, he just like a few days before he lost his father. Like there's a yeah. lot. Just he as Korg and Meek left over. Right. <laughs> it's all he's got. And he had five Why years to bond with them. Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll include it in the show notes, but definitely check out the Marvel sizzle reel. Um, I know I sent it to you, Joe KB. I'm assuming you already checked it out. It was good. Yeah. yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. 4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh locally sourced media. In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. The cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer Nick as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes Jelly for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the Moon Tribe Tarot YouTube page. Are you more of a video gamer? Well, 4041 Media is home to a number of different Twitch streamers. Check out Mr. Bojangles1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo508 is all about low-key game streaming. And Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guests and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media. Fresh locally sourced media so yeah we were talking uh before the break we started to talk about the marvel sizzle reel we wanted to talk about uh, the stan lee doing the voiceover with the upcoming uh marvel movies but before we do that joe i know there was uh, one other piece that we totally spaced out on and speaking of space we're recording this on may the 4th so for those star wars fans may the 4th the be, fourth with be with you but um <laughs> thank you i'll thank so you. With you father <laughs> Um, but no, we, we, we totally spaced out on a couple of different, a couple of important points on the Falcon and winter soldier. So Joe, what did you really want to talk about? Uh, just briefly, uh, I wanted to say, I love the addition of Zemo. I thought just, just that actor, I love that actor as it is, but the fact that they brought him back, even like, even with the way he ended in, uh, what was the last movie he did? It was, Civil War, was it, it? what was it? Wasn't it civil war? Uh, yes, it was yeah, civil, civil war. war. That's and, when they put him away, right? Yep. Yeah. And it, it just ended so dark for him. Um, I just thought it was cool that Bucky was like, we need this guy if we're going to accomplish anything. They they break him out of jail. And I thought him as like a 
the like the third buddy was great. Like them walking into clubs and them getting into some fights, just the three of them. I thought they made like a good team. And it also kind of opens up Zemo for future movies. Um, people are obviously they're going to people are going to always remember that he killed T'Challa's dad, which that kind of mm. makes him still a bad guy. But um, I think having that actor in the MCU is kind of an advantage. I think they should definitely use him more if they can. Well, to your point, though, I think the good part of this, this whole series, a six episode series was the fact that you, you know, all of it was shades of gray. The flag smashers, if you will, weren't necessarily seen as the bad guys over some, you know, again, not to what our uh, current political climate is, but the flag smashers wanted to get things back before the the blip was undone. Cause during, during the snap, during the blip, whatever you want to call it, basically everyone had free access and free reign. So Thanos basically did what he like was, was kind of like, you know, not sent out to do, but like what he was, you know, he basically eliminated 50% of the population. The 50% that remained became more united, if you will. You know, they said there weren't any borders. People were crossing over and then, you know, with the blip being undone, now you come into all these different situations where, you know, there are new families living in the house that you lived in. Like, how do you accommodate for all that? So yep. I think the Flag Smashers had a valid argument on what they wanted. And, you know, the people that got blipped back, how do you blame them? But you can say the same thing with going back to John Walker. You know, he's a soldier and he did exactly what he was told to do. Why is he? A, why do people sour on that? He's doing what the government, you know, wanted him to do, what his... his you know, commanding officers told him to do, you know, what the, you know, mm. he was just following orders and he's trying to be, you know, he's put on this like pedestal as the new captain America with all eyes on him. Now he's going to live up to this ideal. And you can say the same thing about Zemo. Yes. Zemo did, you know, he was a terrorist, but not necessarily saying agreeing with why he did it, but you can kind of empathize with him losing his family the way that he did because of the Avengers and everything that they went through and Ultron and all that stuff. He has, you know, an, a legitimate gripe, in my opinion. The way he went about doing it was probably not the best way to do it. But, you know, again, you lose your family, you lose your, you lose your wife, your kids. I believe is his father that he sent them to stay with. And, like, he had to search through the rubble to find them because that's the thing that I kind of, like, forgot about was he's not Hydra. When you meet him in Civil War, he's killing Hydra. He's yeah. trying to find out their secrets because he's he he views super soldiers and they brought they kind of brought it up in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier as you know evil as well. Like you know, they, there shouldn't be super soldiers, they're, they're just more Avengers. And he even said that Steve Rogers was the exception to the rule. So I, I think I think you're right. And I think the actor, he was a little bit more um goofy in this particular series. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the the Madripoor stuff, and we didn't even talk about uh, Sharon Carter either. I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention yep. her because that was all. That was just a strange storyline to develop in, to me. Well, yes, yeah. I mean, I think I think there's more to it than that. I think we're gonna find sure out more is. about that in the new Captain America movie starring uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. But uh, I I don't know, Joe, if I've ever showed it to you in KB. I might have shown it to you, but have you ever seen? Uh, it's done by Screen Rant. They're called pitch meetings, where it's the, it's it's a guy. He's a, he writes skits. Where yeah, you should you should you showed it to me. It's pretty he, funny. He plays both the the guy, the writer pitching the movie, and the studio executive. And basically, what he does is he finds plot holes in every single thing, <laughs> and he just basically talks to himself. But he like the way he writes, and he's going back and forth. So he's like, uh, I'll put the link in the uh, Cerebro suggestions as well in the show notes, but. Like one of the bits he does for Falcon and Winter Soldier is like, so we have Carly, who's like the leader of the, the Flag Smashers, and she's just like totally misunderstood. She's a sympathetic character. So she goes to stab this guy in the throat and then sets this thing on fire. And he's like, so then, then, then it switches to the studio. Like, so we're still going with her being sympathetic and just, you know, making, you know, what we want to feel bad for her. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, you know, she's young. And it, it, it's just the way they do it. It's so, he, well, they, it's he, he plays two parts. But it's so good. I'll include the. I'll, I'll send it to you later, Joe. So you yeah, can I'll have to it check it out. It's so fun. It's kind of like the. It's a lot of people react to it as almost like they watch like the Honest trailer, you know. And I know you've you've seen Honest trailers. Yeah. And then they do the pitch meeting, and the guy's got like, I want to say close to like two hundred pitch meetings where he just basically writes the script <laughs> out, and then he plays both parts back and forth, and it's just so good. Nice. It's so good. He did like 
Home Alone. Recently, I watched the Home Alone one. He's like talking about how, so you're telling me that all these certain things have to happen in this exact order for them to forget this kid at home. The power has to go out. They have to have a huge family. <laughs> the phone line has to go out. He has to be up. In, and he's like, well, I've read something called the suspension of disbelief, which means that as a viewer, you don't care what happens as long as you're entertained. It doesn't have to make sense. And he's just like, he goes back and forth and it's just with himself. And it's so funny, but yeah, I'll include the, I'll include, include the uh, Falcon and Winter soldier one in the the show notes under the cerebro suggestions i'll do the same with the sizzle reel if you haven't checked it out yet but yeah sharon carter is the power broker yeah so that's that's the other bit of the uh pitch meeting i like so the 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 writer's basically saying he's like so we go to Madripoor and we know that the power brokers there and they're, they're very influential and have access to all the greatest technology, but we also meet Sharon Carter and she's like very influential and has access to all this great technology. And then the executive's like, so she's the power broker. And he's like, no, no, she's not. And it's just like at the end, and he's like, and then at the end we find out that Sharon is the power broker. And then he's like, yeah, I totally, totally guessed that from when you were explaining it and pitching it to me before. Totally deadpan. But yeah, what do we think about that? Do we think that maybe something during the blip caused her to, you know, because we know at Civil War, she's basically an enemy of the state now because she ends up stealing the Falcon suit and cap shield back, right? Yeah, I... I don't know how I feel about that yet. Dep- depends what they do with it, I guess. I was never, I never loved her as a character to begin with. Um, it was she was kind of just someone who was supposed to give Cap a significant other briefly, right? Um, yeah, which, you know, which is also Peggy Carter's niece, which is which is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> so and then he, hooked, he hooks up with her niece, and then he's like, you know what? I don't no. like the niece. I'm gonna go back in time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was his end game the whole time. Oh, that's good. And I, and I was going to say, like, this is going to sound totally crass and I don't mean it to, but I thought it was going to be like a, a love interest for Sam, you know, a different type what of Captain mean? America ending yeah, up with a different. I, I thought I thought it was going to go in Bucky's direction. I thought her and Bucky were going to do we're going to have something. Yeah. But well, again, that, that was just speculation. So uh, I didn't pull it up, but KB, do, let's talk about some of the upcoming projects and films that we got. Because on the sizzle reel, they again, they, they kind of show the first three phases of the Marvel mm-hmm. universe with Stan Lee talking over it. And then they start in with uh, the Black Widow uh, and a bunch of other films. And they, they start showing the release dates. I don't have it handy right now, but uh, what's some of the ones that caught your eye? Uh, the, the next Black Panther movie. Wakanda Forever. Where do you think yeah. I could go with that? What's gonna happen? I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, they're not replacing. They've already confirmed they're not replacing. I know. I hear Michael B. Jordan in some ways coming back. So even though even though he's technically dead. So I'm wondering if, and that's that was my thought. So we, all uh, this is my kind of uh, idea, if you will. So we see in the first Black Panther when. Um, Killmonger ends up defeating T'Challa for the the helm of Black Panther as the leader, and he throws him off that waterfall, I believe. He's found a little bit later, like close to death, but still alive, right? And they use the flower to bring him back to life. What if, you know, he still had like a follower or whatnot, and they they ended up kind of doing almost like a white wolf thing. They used, they, they stole one of the flowers from the garden before they were all burned and brought him back. Or you know, something was done after T'Challa went back to Wakanda. They have some other technology where they were able to keep him on, for lack of a better support, term, life support or something. Yeah. And then, you know, he he kind of reemerges and realizes that he went about things wrong. And now if T'Challa's not around, he's going to take up the helm. Or I just love to see Okoye take up that armor and be a female Black Panther and just kick off. Oh, kinds sure. of ass too. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I wouldn't go Shuri because I don't think she's got the fighting style. I think she's like the... The t- she's, she's the the science mind yeah she's that she's the tech person where okoye but she's been black panther in the comics right but so again so that's that's knowledge that i don't have because i haven't read that but i guess does she have a is she familiar with like hand-to-hand combat and martial arts or is she I more of a tech so because they've kind I, of I assume so i know i've of, seen her as black panther in fact they have an action figure of her as black panther somewhere well you can't you can't see that because you have your background up in the video yeah so um yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, what else? What else? They 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 kind of uh, alluded to 
Uh, I believe Marvels, Marvels or Captain Marvels. Um, so it's going to be Captain Marvel. We're going to see Monica and uh, potentially Camilla Khan as well. Mm -hmm. It is Marvel. So uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to play that out. Uh, they also announced Guardians uh, Volume Three. Uh, what was that, Joe? I think I think you're I think you're muted, Joe. Nope. Oh, this is why we use Zoom. Jo Joe's Joe's muted. We might have to. Uh, yeah, try try uh, leaving and jumping back in. Nope. There's this little mute button. Oh, can I unmute him? Did I mute him? Yeah, because it popped up for a second. Very weird. Yeah, Joe, you're still muted. Oh, this is fun. This is like podcast 101. Joe, know any sign language? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Joe, if you sign out and join join that link back in. So, all right. Technically, see, this is this is it's funny because on our hundredth episode, uh, we kind of have the same technical <laughs> difficulties we had in episode <laughs> one. Very I believe in I believe the first uh the first time we started streaming live on Facebook. Um we ended up, uh, we ended up having technical difficulties with Facebook. Well, our live. first show was on Facebook. It was just audio at that. Yeah, point, yeah, no, it? but I think I think our first streaming streaming show we had. I think Hello? I was playing. Hello? Oh, Hello? there he is. Welcome there back, Joe. <laughs> oh, this is gonna. I'm not taking this out. I'm keeping this in. So uh, yeah, so we were just talking about uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Did Joe? Did you have anything you want to add on that? Yeah, they, they said something about a TV show uh, for Black Panther. I don't know when it's probably down oh, the line. Cause it's, that's interesting. I'd heard a TV show, but I could be wrong. It's just something I heard quick, like through one of those articles. Right. So again, let's, let's talk about the TV shows real quick. We know we're going to have Loki. We know we're going to have the Hawkeye series. Uh, what else? Is there another show that I can't think of off the top well, of my head? Miss Marvel show is supposed to be produced, but whether that comes out before yeah. or after Captain Marvel, I don't know. Right. So maybe they'll introduce her in Captain Marvel and then do a spinoff of her own show too. Or, or do the show first and then Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking kind of like that's their formula, right? We we were introduced to, you know, Wanda, Vision, you know, Sam, Bucky, all that as secondary characters in the movies, and then they get their own show on Disney Plus. If they're gonna do the same thing with Camilla Khan as Ms. Marvel, maybe she gets introduced as just like Camilla Khan without any powers or whatnot in captain the new captain marvel or marvels whatever you're going to call it and that's going to spin off into her own show how it started in the comics well that'd be kind of cool um and and joe i don't know if you know they're doing an i don't know when it's going to come out but they're doing an animated series called what if on disney plus so i don't really? know if you've heard anything about that so basically the comic book basically took like different tropes and like said like what if this happened instead so uh, I think one of the first ones, and I think it's Chadwick Boseman's last performance in the MCU, it's going to be an animated uh, episode where instead of Yondu picking up Star-Lord, he picks up T'Challa, and wow. T'Challa leads the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty which, cool. Yeah, so they're going to do, a, and then I think they're going to do one where Peggy Carter gets the serum instead of Steve Rogers, and they're going to do a bunch of stuff like, what if this were to happen? And it's going to be the so, same. So just a bunch of hypotheticals. Right. And, and it's, you know, it kind of leads to the whole idea of like the multiverse and whatnot. But uh, going back to that sizzle reel, what else, what were some of the other movies? Um, the Eternals. Is the Eternals. So that's that the one, one looks, looks interesting. That's the one I'm most curious about, because I think. Uh, we can all agree that, you know, we, we have different levels of knowledge from the comic book level. But, you know, when Guardians of the Galaxy was first announced, we were like, who are these guys? Like, I don't want to, this looks dumb or this looks- And they're not you know, the original. They're not even the original Guardians right. of the Galaxy. And, but, and we like, can debate that. But what yeah. I'm saying is, you know, as a property, we were kind of like, oh, this is going to be the first Marvel movie that fails. We know who Iron Man is. We know who Thor is. We know who Captain America is. But we don't know the Guardians of the Galaxy. And- Believe it or not, it's probably some of the better movies that they've put out, in my opinion. So I'm thinking, that, you know, the same thing might hold true for the Eternals, you know? They proved the staying power with the Guardians movies, that it wasn't just about the characters. It was about the writing. It was about the acting. It was about the effects. They proved, I think that that first Guardians movie was where they really proved that, yep, we're here to stay. We're not just riding the coattails of, you know, these six characters. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember oh. watch, watching that trailer and thinking, I have to watch this movie. The first Guardians trailer yep. was kind of like, huh, this actually looks hilarious. The second one like, was good, but it just, it just didn't live up to the first one in my no. mind. I mean, that so, was a t it was a tough one to live up to the yeah. first, for sure. 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of have a soft spot for the volume two, just because I think once you like the first part of the volume one was just learning about all these characters and then seeing them kind of all meet up by the time the second movie rolls around, they're already accustomed to each other. They're already familiar with each other. And I think Dave Batista is even more hilarious in the second oh, one yeah. than he is in the first one. But, him and uh, Mantis? Him and yeah. Mantis in the second one? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so oh, hideous. <laughs> now, since you brought up Mantis, I remember watching Endgame and literally every character does their part. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did Mantis do in this fight? Because it shows her, like when they do the shot of just the women, you know, when all the women Avengers are approaching Thanos, what the hell did Mantis do that whole time? Maybe she walks by and hits <laughs> each one of them on the head and puts them to sleep. You're in a perfect world. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's no. And I think that's good. And I think we're going to see like, obviously, she's Nebula. gorgeous. What is it? The actress. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's, well, oh, yeah. so the actor, the actor that plays Minerva in Captain Marvel, uh, one of the Cree, she's going to play another character in the, the Eternals. Eternals. Yep. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. But we also got another tease. And this is the one I want to talk about uh, a mm -hmm. little bit is at the end, instead of seeing the Avengers logo, it's the blue like we would normally see with the A for Avengers, but it actually makes a four for the Fantastic Four. And I saw that. It's pretty cool. TBD. So uh, I'm very excited because that's that's coming down the pipeline. Uh, is is Mr. Fantastic really supposed to be John Krasinski or was that just a rumor? I think that's just fan fan casting. Okay. I don't think there's anything official yet. Um, I would love to see, you know, it's interesting because I think you have now with, with the introduction in WandaVision of S.W.O.R.D., I think you have the perfect way to bring in and have like this family exploring space and get hit by these cosmic radiation and so you know the the way they did it back in the 60s were like oh yeah it's just this family that wants to go up in the space and it's just like you know there's they took they had some liberties <laughs> to get away with some stuff it wouldn't fly in this day and age but now that we've introduced sword we've already seen nick fury up in space maybe it's not it's not like a stretch to say no pun intended that uh fan, mr fantastic or, or reed richards and everyone else maybe they already have people living up in space I, and it goes through like a storm that way so instead of them flying you know it could be a whole other thing i don't know there's, there's so many things that are gonna that can uh, work i'll, out I'll make this. a very bold very bold distant future prediction is that the next big story arc is going to be Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so give, you know, I'm not as familiar, but is that so what Doctor Doom becomes a god? Yep. And basically creates all of these like separate worlds of like you know like a Wakandan world, and like it's just this really crazy kind of thing where they can introduce so many characters. And the Fantastic Four is the big part of like that story, that Secret Wars story, and we need that next big bad, that big baddie lo looming in the background, like we did with Thanos. Like Thanos was always kind of looming over, right? Like we need that soon. Like yeah, this phase, this phase, it's almost like Phase One again, right? We're building, we're building, we're building, Started and then when we get scratch. to Phase Two, we're gonna see that big baddie, like we did. Well, it would be phase what five now? Well, yeah. I, I, so here's yeah. here's the thing. I don't know if we're gonna do Doctor Doom yet, just because I think you need him like to have that connection to the Fantastic Four. So I think we'll be introduced to Victor Von Doom maybe, um, as like a passing character in the first Fantastic Four maybe. movie, and then we'll have like an end credit scene with with him kind of doing the stuff in the background. But I don't think that comes into play until fantastic four what i think might happen um and i think that his name is terax if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. i think terax will be in captain marvel 2 which is going to signal galactus coming because he's the herald of galactus then mm -hmm. we is that the is that the bad entity in green lantern or am i off here uh that's parallax parallax thank parallax, you <laughs> yeah but no like i think his name is terax i'm not sure it's like this dude that has a giant battle axe and he like basically goes mm -hmm. to worlds it's got before it. the silver surfer so i would think that maybe maybe that she's going to defeat one of the heralds of galactus 
and then then that then that kind of like uh brings in the silver surfer which can be the first villain of the fantastic four which leads to the sequel where they have to fight galactus and then at the whole time doom is becoming this big presence throughout that's how i'd write it like galactus by the way i'm i'm embarrassed i brought up a dc comic for a marvel discussion (laughs) but hey listen you know what we can tie this together right now Green Lantern also had Ryan Reynolds, who's Deadpool, who's now part of the MCU. So it's like a six degrees of separation. Well, that's good. I appreciate now, that. Now, speaking of Deadpool, so I had heard a rumor that uh, there's going to be a Wolver- the next Deadpool movie is going to be focused with Wolverine. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Again, I, I, it's going to be uh, ingrained and kind of like uh, integrated with the MCU, but I don't yeah. know how. To what degree? Right um because ryan reynolds used to be married to scarlett johansson right so i know there's like they were married i believe so really i believe so no they, they were at, they were at least together I, I knew that i didn't know if they were married. i believe they were i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up right now but i believe there's some uh some bad blood there maybe because again black widow <laughs> unless they bring her back which i think that's what that's the next movie that's coming up is you know black widow so i'm can't wait to see natasha like kick some ass but I also think they're going to introduce Yelena as the new Black Widow, and she's going to move forward being the Black Widow from here on forward, working with uh, the Avengers. Uh, since you brought up Black Widow, um, in the Loki trailer, is there not a scene where it shows Black Widow sitting at the top of that? Um, yes. Yeah, like Vormir. Vormir yeah. Well, I, I, I wasn't even like sure what that was about, but I thought like, oh, is she actually dead? Or is, is she going to come back and, you know, for some reason with the whole weird time travel thing? Because because Loki is just about him getting going through different time periods. Right. And I think or, he gets or, caught by like universes. this time police. Yeah, that's going to be authority. it's going to be like a spy. It's going to be like a spy series, which I think is going to be. But it's going to be like hilarious because I believe they said uh, Heimdall's going to be in it. <laughs> And uh, I think Odin's going to be in it, if I'm not mistaken, which I think nice. is cool. Um, or maybe Freya. He's, he's using the cosmic cube to just bounce right. around. But I think that's I think that's cool, and I like you know it creates a parallel. But to, to your point, Joe, yeah, like <laughs> why can't they just go? They we saw that it worked with Gamora. Go to another timeline and pull, you know, Natasha out of that other timeline to get her back. But it's because of the soul, the, the rules of the Soul Stone. I, I think you're permanently. No, because Done. Gamora died with the Soul Stone, and they pulled her from a previous. Uh... That's true. Yeah, that's a good point, man. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but just to answer your question, it says here that uh, Scarlett Johansson and Ryan Reynolds were married in May two thousand. Oh no, in September two thousand eight, and they announced their divorce in two thousand ten. So it was only a two year marriage. So. <laughs> wow. So that is. But uh, yeah, so happens. I don't know if they, I don't know if they'd have any because we, we hear about that all the time sometimes with couples that are on the same kind of universe. But at this point, the MCU is like so huge with all these other properties coming in. Every A list actor, like I believe, there's even rumors that Jim Carrey is going to be in like something. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> like Thor, no, like Thor: Love and Thunder. Like we know Christian Bale is going to be in it. Um, I can't think of who else got announced for. Uh, well, who Christian Bale's Jeff a serious actor. Right. Who knew Jeff Goldblum would be well-received? Right. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think they're going to, or, or, you know what I mean? I think there's plenty of room to do so much, but. uh Did not like Ego. I did not like Kurt Russell as Ego. I just didn't. Really? Didn't yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Ego either. Just the whole. Concept is. Yeah. yeah. It was too much. Fighting a planet. Come on. Yeah. I mean, and that's the point. That's the point that you make to KB is, you know. Where, where do we go? We have all those big bads. We have Captain Marvel right now, who's pretty much like this powerhouse, you know. And like, so what other villains yeah. can you really bring in? Other than yeah. other than like Galactus and one of the Heralds, right? Not many. I mean, oh, she's Russell, super, Russell Crowe's going to be Superman in the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Zeus. He's playing Zeus, so we have another god. That's pretty cool. Sam Neill playing Zeus. Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell. Crow. Russell. That's interesting. He's kind of fatter now, and he has a big white beard. He's, he kind of looks Odin-esque. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. He's already ready for the role. Yeah. I'm very excited to see where this is all going. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be plenty of episodes of Free Your Geek to discuss all this stuff moving forward. So I want to say, Joe, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you 
first and foremost for being on our 100th show and uh, it's an honor i didn't know this was number 100 so it's yeah. extra special i'm well, gonna have I champagne was... when i get out of here there you go there you go we're gonna pop that champagne <laughs> pop those bottles son um yeah we need a box of wine yeah yeah franzia box of wine now franzia that that's my brand right that, there I, oh i know i remember i remember <laughs> sir but uh yeah so i think i was kind of doing the the math math too i think uh it's been like we've been podcasting. It took a while to get to episode 100, but it's a little over five years now that we've been doing this podcast. The pandemic slowed us down a lot. Well, the pandemic yeah, and then the, the, the studio closing and then me having to figure out how to do all this and make a little home studio. And then you you're know, doing the, it. Though. Yeah. The pandemic, yeah. the panda. Well, you know, and, and, and not that we're, we're unofficially sponsored by zoom, but thank you. Zoom. <laughs> thank you want to so give me a, a premium membership for free that I can talk for less than, you know, for a little bit more than 40 minutes with have multiple guests on, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, so anyway, Joe, thank you for being on. Uh, I think uh, no problem, man. next time we'll, we'll probably ask you to be back on maybe when Black Widow drops a couple weeks, two to three weeks after the, the movie drops so uh, we can get your thoughts on it. Because Definitely. Dude, I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, I can't talk to anybody about this shit besides you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Well, that's it. Well, hey, you're always can't welcome. go up to someone to just one of our other friends be like hey uh what do you guys think of the new disney plus series right, right. they would look at me and probably throw something at me so or like you, go, to your you guys are... go to your girlfriend and be like can you believe that sam just gave the, the shield to the Smithsonian?" and she'll be like who gives a damn who cares exactly i, don't I care. can't talk to anyone about this so i, I kind of need this every now and then yeah no i got you let Dude, out my my frustrations well, i'll uh, i'm sure i'll be uh, reaching out to you we'll, we'll try to line something else up uh, as long as this time frame works for you we try yeah, to do man. like one to two episodes now every uh like one to two episodes a month right now just because again with the pandemic the whole pop culture scene like the mcu everything's kind of slowed down but with it kind of you know, getting over the hump right now and, and herd immunity and vaccinations and all that looks like things you are broadcast kinda... from the geek cave too, man. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, true. That's true. KB, KB's got a crazy, uh, crazy, crazy geek cave where it's like, that's you know... cool though. Was it in your basement? No. Well, I live in the basement anyway, but oh, yeah. we're gonna so stop. wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Let's stop that. Like, that's, that's a, uh, what do we call it? Uh, that's a stereotype. We don't want that. KB live KB owns his own condo. It's just sub level. He doesn't live in a house with a basement. <laughs> I want to put that out there first because KB, you're 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 perpetuating a stereotype, sir. That so his condo is a basement. His condo, he's got yeah, he's got a number. <laughs> he's got like I think was it three bedroom or two bedroom? It's three bedroom. But yeah, yeah this is that's just a quick little look at my room. If you, if you can see that, Joe, he's got a little arcade, a Ninja Turtles. Oh, arcade that is pretty there. cool. Yeah, he's got like, actually, all kinds Joe, of- I, I can give you a little bit of a. That, oh, that's sweet. Like, I like the shelving. That's a lot of shelving. Yeah, there. those are all Marvel figures, I believe. Marvel, Jesus. Transformers. This is the biggest Transformer on record, Unicron. That's a whole globe thing. <laughs> nice. So like, yeah, all those all those Hasbro figures the that come out. Yeah. Oh, sweet. You got the yellow arcade there. Yeah, so yep. that that's, that's where KB spends uh, the majority of it, the, the, the money that I'm not paying. The Hasbro, man. I get everything so cheap. That is oh, great. Don't, we don't want to publish that either. We don't want to get her in trouble. But uh, yeah, he gets he gets that discount. He gets that sweet that that that, that, that employee discount. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So anyway, nice but, perk. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have you back on soon, Joe. Um, and then just for us, KB, is there anything you want to plug? Do you have a, an Instagram or a Facebook? I've been, I've been doing. Um, you know, I did a. I've done a Facebook page called KB Toys. As you can see, I'm into all this stuff and um, nice. I do custom Transformers. I do like uh, little like gif vid, like you know, gify videos with like action figures and making the you know the special effects in them and things like that. Just uh, a good hobby, you know. That's a great I'm, name, KB Toys. Where did you come up with that? KB's Toys. KB's Toys. Yeah, Toys. Who gave you that idea? KB's toys. I mean, who has two thumbs and came up with that idea, right? Um, but uh, no, uh, so that's awesome. Check that out. I'll link to that. KB, just send me the link to that. Is it a Facebook page? Yeah, it's a, just right, a regular I'll, Facebook I'll page. share the link in the show notes. Check it out. KB's toys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Free Your Geek on both of those. Jfree the Geek is our website, J-F-R-E-E thegeek.com. Uh, follow me at jfree82 on Twitter and Instagram. 
I don't think I have anything else. Oh, like, share, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, tell your friends about us, help us grow the show. If you're watching this video on Facebook or YouTube, share it out with your friends, get some clicks on there. Let's try to like, you know, help the show get a little bit bigger so we can uh, maybe get some passes to some comic cons or movies, or <laughs> I can do some reviews on cool. stuff and, you know, uh, well, it's funny because we, we, uh, we years ago, I think it was like three and a half, four years ago, we tried to get into Rhode Island comic con with a press pass. Cause you can go and interview people and with a press pass and they're like, you need like 5,000 people to download your podcast for us to even. My Lord. It. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, we don't have that big of a reach yet. So yeah. Well, Anyway, we still, you, you still practically interview people when you I go know, like, of course, of course no, no. <laughs> but still, but anyway, like, share, subscribe. Thank you all for listening. Episode 100, 100 episodes down. And we'll, make sure, we'll make sure we get Joe on for like 150 and 200 provided he still wants to. Uh, Episode 1000 someday. I don't have to wait that long, right? What is Yeah, 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 exactly. What do you say, KV? Is that episode 1000 someday? By oh, the time episode 1000. Yeah, I think it's episode one. MCU. Well, I was going to say, like, they'll be like, they'll be talking about, we'll be talking about like MCU movies for like tertiary characters. We'll be like 60. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, yeah. Remember, remember Foggy Nelson? Foggy Nelson has his own Disney Plus show coming out. And let's all watch that. Like, I'll be almost 50 by the time the next phase oh, ends. Damn. <laughs> That's true, right? Thank you for ending on that downer, KV. <laughs> Seriously. Wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had a sound effect machine. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Like I said, like, share, subscribe, follow us on all the socials. Everything's going to be in the show notes. Joe, thanks for being on again. My pleasure, man. And, let me let me know next yeah, time yeah. you do this. For sure. And KB, uh, hit him with the catchphrase. Get your geek on. And bye, everybody. <laughs> Later. You're still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>